By Tyron, this is Brittany Anjou. We got together at Two Boots on Avenue A for a conversation about punk and songwriting. Hope you enjoy. 
Alright, uh, Strange Currencies episode 5, I think, you, you don't know. Yeah, episode 5. <laughs> I'm here with Brittany and Drew. Is that, is that good? Yes, and, that's uh, me. Or Brittany Larceny, a.k.a. That's right. As she's known in her awesome punk band, By Tyrant. I'm so happy to be interviewing a punk musician on here. Oh, right. I really want to keep it mixed up with like the kind of musicians I, I interview. I'm uh, happy so to cool. be here. Thank you, and thank you so much for your time and everything. This is starting in a very formal way. I like it. Very professional. So... <laughs> <laughs> that, that, no, that's not professional. Saying how professional it is, that's not professional. But, um, Am I allowed to swear or no? Oh, absolutely. Okay. It's encouraged. Good yeah. to know. It's absolutely encouraged. So how did you first, um, like, what was your first experience, like, in, in music, uh, musical instrument, like, first, like, experiences, like, that kind of thing? Okay, so, so let's see. I, I started playing piano at five. Uh, and my mom played piano and flute, so I just started playing piano and flute. And then um, when I was uh, in middle school, I started playing oboe and English horn. And um, then I uh, got to high school. I got I, I got really into jazz, so I started studying jazz theory wow. when I was about 12. And oh, my really, God. <laughs> really wanted to be in the jazz band because uh, where I grew up in Seattle, it's a very competitive um, kind of atmosphere, and, and it's all about your high school jazz band in Seattle. It's like, it's like high school football teams in Texas are, are the equivalent to high school jazz bands in Seattle for, for whatever reason. And so, so that's what I wanted to do. So I started studying jazz theory, and and then it, I think it it just ruined my my uh, desire to to like be serious about classical. So I just focused on jazz. And then um, in high school, I took up the vibraphone. And um, uh, then in in and I just loved. I just fell in love with jazz, so I, I uh, pursued jazz, and I came to New York to um, pursue music, and uh, and um, so I've, I've been here ever since, and um, so I've done a lot of uh, different music, uh, composed a lot of instrumental music mainly, so mainly as a pianist and vibraphonist, and um, uh, that, that's really kind of my core identity as a musician. Um, and um, I, I uh, didn't really, you know, I played with a lot of singer-songwriters and, and recorded with a lot of uh, bands and singer-songwriters. Um, and, and it wasn't until, um, you know, uh, much later that I started to write songs that became uh, what is now By Tyrant. Did you find um, and, um, classical and jazz uh, diametrically opposed? Is, is that why you kind of not at all? Like to me, they to me they 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 you know inform each other. You know, having the ability to read is such a such a gift, and then having the ability to improvise is such a gift. And um, it's it's so nice to to be able to I, you know I think studying you know jazz really it enables you to play any kind of music. And I think what it's become now, today in New York, is really improvisation. That's it's world music. You're blending musics 
traditional music from all over the world and, and with the language I think here in New York um, uh, of uh, you know the theory and the rhythm of jazz that, that you can you know uh, approach uh, a lot lots of different vocabularies of music I'm really not surprised that you have this background because uh, I was thinking while I was listening to the album no really I, I could I think I could tell you're like a musician's musician um, and you've been like thank you yeah because the arrangers are really very um, and they do like a lot of really fun musical things dynamically um, and like other things and I was like I really wouldn't be surprised like especially considering how like well I've, I've seen you like play piano if you know you have like this very intense or whatever background uh, as you. a musician yeah thank yeah you so much. yeah yeah, yeah, it's important to me to, I, I don't know, to feel like the musicians I'm working with, like, they're they're getting something out of it, and, and you know, we're all, like, reaching kind of that next plane. Mm, that's uh, awesome. Yeah. So, like, I wrote this question weird, I do this all the time, but, like, the crux of it is, like, how would you describe, like, how you came to punk? Like your influences and like how you yeah. end up like playing how you play or like the sound yeah. you want, etc. etc. Like, sure, totally, like totally. I had no I had like no ambition or desire to sing ever. And in fact it was one of those things where I think in jazz in particular, if you're an instrumentalist, in order to there's there's this kind of culture of, of you know, it's very competitive and very cutthroat and you have to prove yourself and vocalists aren't taken seriously. And also, you know, uh, when you're a woman, you're kind of, you know, categorized as either a singer and, and you know, I felt as an instrumentalist uh, that that I, I couldn't sing. And, uh, and so it really wasn't until much later I learned, like, these are all sort of learned barriers that people project onto singers that really isn't fair. People project onto, I think, um, you know, uh, maybe female singers, and maybe, and you know, I I did, like, for myself, and I didn't actually think about it. And so once I, I actually came to it in a really funny way, where um, I, I was singing, like, background vocals, and um, then I started singing on a Shags tribute, and I injured my voice because I got really sick. And so I actually, at that point, I, I had never really like you know sung, and so I decided to take some voice lessons so that I would learn how to sing and how to not injure myself. And so I wound up um, discovering that that I could actually belt, and, and that uh, you know, but I uh, you know didn't didn't really know. And so so it was kind of one of those things where it was this thing I avoided, and I can't take it seriously at all. So so a big part of me does not give a shit about. <laughs> I think a lot of the hang-ups that when you've been doing something for a long time, you kind of have, because you have a long-term relationship with, like, I have a long-term relationship with the piano. I have a long-term relationship with the vibraphone. I have, like, a pretty new relationship to my voice. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like, I think it's going on to be, like, you know, since writing these songs, it's been a five-year relationship since getting up on um, stage and singing the Metal Wedding song, which is the first song on the record that I wrote. Um, and, 
Yeah. So in short, uh, it all started when you know I like was just sort of in a place of like going to a ton of weddings and just feeling like, God damn it, I hate this. Like this is just like imposed societal things, and here we are. And it's like I still don't feel like any different than I did when I was 12 about it. I'm like. This is like just mass anxiety about like you know. I think yeah, that song is is super. I mean, I think you you have like a really intelligent way of kind of bluntly describing how you feel uh, about it. (laughs) That's the goal of my. Yeah, yeah. But, like, you know, like, also, like, you're saying, like, insightful things about, like, how institutions, people lend a lot of power to institutional things, you know? And, like, that's what I, like, got got out of, like, listening to it. But, like, it's not so, I feel like it's not so, there's either, like, something about, like, what you're saying, like, what you're saying is, like, complex, I think, or, like, just, like, how your voice sounds or something. It doesn't come off as, like, this black and white thing. Or, like, I, I feel like that song could be, like, interpreted. Like as a celebration, somewhat in like sure. just the chaos of, totally. of, of like yeah, like this is kind of what it is. It's like up forever, you know. Like and that's like what it's all about, you know. And it's like I like what do you? It's so funny, you know. Like it's really, really funny. Like and like insightful, you know. I like, guess like right, like it's. Yeah. You break it down, like, to that. I mean, I wanted to ask this, like, it, it's cool that, like, we end up talking about this, like, right now. Like, I was thinking about, like, what to ask about that song. I, I, I was, like, I wanted to ask you, like, how you felt about <laughs> that kind of institution. Yeah. Um, without getting, like, too, like, personal yeah, about it, you know yeah. what I mean? But, like... I mean, it's pretty obvious. Yeah, and that's like, how you feel. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it came from, like, a very real place. Yeah, It was yeah. so... Um, just like it's totally how I've always felt, yeah. and, and yet you know, like um, the lyrics are. Your lyrics are very funny. Really, uh, like, just, and, and like that <laughs> yeah, was the yeah, thing. Yeah. It was like it was really like it was, it, it was coming from a place of anger, and then yeah. it turned into comedy. Yeah. And and I think yeah, there's a lot you can say about that. Where yeah. um, you know the the verse like you got some coffee and now it's lofty. Like you know I've had friends like literally like go on one date and then decide to get married and I'm like what how could you do that and and like that verse was inspired by you know one friend of mine and um, you know and it's weird I have performed that song at bachelorette parties I was wondering that yeah 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 (laughs) or like weddings I was wondering if you ever played it at a wedding I can't but like but that's the thing is it's like it's like this sort of polemical song about like the angst of like I hate there's someone feeling like that at the wedding you're playing or like 50 people feeling like that everywhere so and they might be married. Yeah, married people. Single people. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I used to feel like, oh, I shouldn't sing this song around married people. They're gonna, they're gonna like feel, you know, bad. You know, like this is stupid. Like nobody cares. And then I learned to get out of my head, yeah, and yeah. that kind of enables you to actually like take risks, which is such a weird thing. Yeah. I gave. Um, <laughs> speaking of weddings, my best man speech at my brother's wedding. Yeah. It could have been better. Like I. Yeah, it was one of those, you know, I got really, like, existential, like, and, like <laughs> off-topic, I would say. That's I was great. like, yeah, yeah. That shit, like, was coating, like, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. It was, it was good. Yeah, it's good. funny, yeah. yeah. The, the, like, I think when I do that song now, 
I like to like the the fun of like getting crazy with your voice yeah. is that you can really like you know I can make people laugh like it feels like if I just go into crazy voice if like you can just say anything and it's like well like you're not anything yeah. but like you're delivering like it's weird yeah. and so last time like last week I played that song metal wedding song at the Owl Music Parlor yeah and I just did like a piano vocal version of it and um you know and I just go like <laughs> you know yeah and I did I am a uterus so yes. like, I'm a uterus you know but yeah after I sing that song I'll be like I'm available for weddings and then I like <laughs> yeah. the piano it down I feel like you're willing to like have like a laugh about it whereas like things can be you know talking about like cultural differences and expressed like in music like and this was like I guess like a big big deal possibly when like alternative was kind of like mainstream like a long time ago like the idea of like how do you critique something when like your work's like a part of the fabric and they're debate while you know Kim Gordon would say something Billy Corgan would say something else but like I feel like accessibility no matter like how you look at it like I'm talking too much I'm telling myself not to do this but accessibility is like cool and like when you're willing to like do funny things with your voice or like kind of like have a laugh about it like it makes it like accessible and yeah. even though like you're still getting your point across but it's also like accessible you know like that's kind of like cool you know like it makes it like not like oh man like this person would hate me if they met me like no. that kind of vibe yeah I'm glad to hear that because, yeah, yeah. because I really want these songs I want people to be able to connect with these songs mm. in, in like a direct way and anytime I perform I I really like to feel that connection with an audience with, with this stuff and I think that's the, the fun part about writing lyrics and, and with this project even more so because I'll, I'm talking about you know usually I'm talking about things that everybody experiences and I just think it's like a really good vehicle to, to, to go there yeah. Um, so yeah I don't know and then sometimes it's like okay I have a song about you know like cleaning my bathtub or like a song about my period a song about you know like you know the nine verse song about vaginas you know the the the, the this one isn't on this record but I have another song that's like uh, it's like a, 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 a nine verse song about about menstrual period you know blood you know <laughs> part of me is like yeah. I, I must be a crazy person but I'm so used to it now I'm, I'm like just like so um, yeah it's like my daily um, thoughts well, and while rehearsing with my yeah. band it's like okay you know, let's 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 make that vagina a little more sharp guys let's make this <laughs> vagina a little more flat let's make this like you know and then the vagina jokes just like never end yeah. it's like great I wanted to ask you about your band uh, and like who's like in your band and like yeah. how you feel about them. And I love them. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's become a collective. Uh, but on the record, we have Laura Cromwell. Her punk alias is Laura Crimewell. Um, then we've got uh, Rich Bennett on guitar. His alias is Valerie Vitere. And then we've got Adam Minkoff on bass. And his um, alias is Adam Thong. So we all recorded at um, this awesome... He is like... 
totally incredible producer, engineer, bassist, human being. His name is Bob Stander, and we recorded at his basement studio in Long Island, which is incredible. We, we just did it in one, one, one go. And, um, uh, yeah, uh, he's, he's worked with everyone. He's recorded thousands of records. And he is totally willing to go to, like, super crazy places. He really brought out the insanity on this record. Um, it was like he and I, like, just being two nut jobs in a room deciding, like, we need toilet on this. We need to record this toilet. And then, like, us being, like, like I felt like I was with my childhood best friend yeah. when I was eight years old. And, like, all we would do would, like, laugh about toilets. Not stops and like record the toilet flushing and play it back because we thought it was hilarious. So that was me and Bob making this record in his basement and like him wiring like a hundred foot cable to his upstairs to record his toilet. Like I don't know. Like you know it's like <laughs> I was wondering how you got that. That's right. You know like, like it just Creepy Craigslist roommate. Yeah, yeah, yeah on Creepy yeah. Craigslist roommate. And he's on creatine, right? Uh, or something. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. There are many yes. Sound like a gem. And at the end, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. We also recorded a side project, so he and I started a band after this. At, at the last mas- mixing mastering session of, of by Tyrant, we um, <laughs> he set up these, these mics, and he has this guitar that he just keeps laying around that's super out of tune. And occasionally between takes, he'll just start strumming it, and it sounds crazy. And um, he 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 um, did some mastering for the Dot Wigan band, which. Which is um, actually where all of the members of By Tyrant met was uh, playing a Shags tribute in 2012 organized by Jesse Krakow where we met the Shags and we uh, got to know Dot Wigan and wound up recording an album with her um, that was released on Alternative Tentacles which is Jello Biafra's label um, in 2013 and then while we toured that with Dot um, we wound up just playing we had this show booked at Pete's Candy Store that Dot couldn't do so we wound up coming home from tour we did we played Pop Montreal with Dot and then we came home and, and the next day we played the first by Tyrant show so yeah the first track on the album uh, No Tyrant yeah uh, made me think like it has that like uh, chicka 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 yeah. thing going on yeah. and the riff and I, I was like wondering like how because I know nothing about writing like a punk rock song you know like do you find yourself writing a lot around instrumentation or are you like are you working on like melody like or is it like oh like I, I got this like cool riff like let me write something around that yeah. or is it like how how is it like how and do you find it like different than maybe like writing like other kinds of songs or? it's so weird you ask that song No Tyrant came to me in a flash yeah I literally was out somewhere I overheard a conversation while I was at a cafe and I got so like intense about e- well, while I was eavesdropping on strangers that I just got this burst of an idea about um, you know how we think about bisexuality how we think about gender identity how we think about um, you know like the side of it where you know it, there's this like you know bisexuals are promiscuous or bisexuals can't be monogamous or you know 
bisexual means you haven't decided or something like that and how like people want to put you in a box and you know so that was the kind of like thing and so I just wrote this song but that that the exact song it was like in my head and and I got on a bus um, and uh, I, I like had a five-minute bus ride to get somewhere I was rushing around and um, by the time I got off the bus I had written uh, the the two verse choruses and then the third I eventually finished but the music was right there right away nice. and most of the Vitarian songs they just they, they oh, come to me right away like I just know and that's like really interesting because the arrangements are complex a lot of times and like yeah. so like that's cool that like you think like in such an intricate way like usually I just start with a vocal melody um, and I have to figure everything else out like as I go so like, it's really yeah yeah that's that's cool um oh okay speaking of like your the interesting sound effects you make <laughs> with like you know like with your vocal you know like oh, and, like guttural <laughs> like you know like the guttural like yeah like, kind of thing like yeah yeah like how do you feel about like I, I felt myself thinking like it's it's kind of like a an ugly beauty dichotomy yeah, thing going on, totally. right? Which I felt like I maybe was going on a lot of. I guess what like women have to deal with like a lot of times yes. uh, that whole thing of like something's ugly, something something ugly is not worth anything, something beautiful, yeah. and like. So like yeah like am I oh on some God. kind of track Thank or you. absolutely Thank you. with like yeah 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 because yeah. I feel like um it's so freeing to yes that's it's what I imagine so... you're getting across oh my God right, right, I right. can't even describe it's like yeah yeah how freeing it is to scream how freeing it is to be ugly how freeing it is to like be aggressive especially as a woman yeah because I just think that women are so aggressive we don't. Like, you know, the, there's this uh, joke that uh, this incredible performer um, in New York, Becca Blackwell, makes in her show, um, uh, They Themselves and Schmirk, um, where she says, women are so oppressed that if you follow them to the bathroom, you, they won't even fart. Right. Or something right, like that. Right, right. Like, women, like, women won't even fart. And it's, like, and it's true. It's like so, you know, there's just this idea that like, right, I just played a fashion show upstate and, and, and like I felt like I was gonna, I was, I was gonna lose my mind. Right. Like I was like, like losing it, like a little bit because I was afraid, like, you know, because I, I, I'm so used to celebrating this ugliness right. or like being ugly, embracing like, you know, and like right. vomiting. Yeah, yeah. And talking about like just disgusting shit. And, like, yeah. You know, and then putting it on a record and like, you know, it's like, what is pushing me to do this? Like, why am I doing yeah. this? Like, a lot of people would have stopped. I think, um, I think like, like Gigi Allen. Yeah, like, yeah. Gigi Allen is very inspiring to me. Yeah. In that way. Who is who? What's the deal with that? Gigi Allen um, was like he was like a sort of metal hardcore. Okay. Uh, lead, yeah. Uh, singer who is sort of infamous for defecating in his live shows. Oh my God. Yeah. That's that's crazy. Like, that's, that's crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like you know. <laughs> I think, um, 
the artist is always like, in my, in my, like my opinion, like a lot of times is uh, caught between things, and that's why they are artists. I think, like a lot of times, you know, like, um, and then there's a natural inclination to try to like bring things together. Um, so like, I think that's why like an artist like is so maybe contradictory in nature sometimes uh, because they're trying to like bring worlds together and they're, and they're not of this world and they're not of that world but like they're maybe trying to like bridge a gap or something um, like if, you know stay on like this track of like talking about like what women like deal with and, and stuff it like what you were saying too like when you were answering before it, it reminded me of like mental illness too like how you can have so much going on in your head yeah. internally and externally the situation is like not and it's like how do you act in that a wedding is like one example uh, that, I, that I can think of where it, it makes you feel even stranger sometimes because like even like with me before I, I got help really uh diagnosed and everything it, it makes you feel so crazy cause like I'm not supposed to be th thinking what I'm thinking right now and then that only like amplifies it and it's like that like what you were saying about like how like a woman can't like fart right yeah. feel free it's like it, it reminds me of like the what I'm projecting and what I'm feeling are like so like right. like diametrically opposed like and it, and it causes like a lot of tension it's like an explosion you know and like yeah and I definitely like felt that too um, but like uh, cunt conform kind of I think it has like almost like similar themes like the metal wedding song in a way of like you know and no one will know like that really like jumped out at me like a lot because it's like this internal thing going on yeah hey I'm, I'm, this is my, jo my job you know what I'm saying this is actually like my job right now <laughs> Let's not get into that though. Uh, my mom like this. Is the like yeah like and that, that like kind of referred to me like I was thinking about like being being like a man uh, and growing up like a boy and everything and like the the pressure on you to conform as a guy yeah. I feel like totally. is like way more it's crazy it's crazy yeah, and it's like way more different from like I think what this song was portraying is like this kind of subtle kind of pressure like being a guy it's so like in your face. So like, it, I feel like this song really like takes you inside like that subtle kind of feeling behind glass almost. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, and the dynamics are great because like all, all the songs preceding on the album are like hard, 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 and like this song like starts out like very like low. Yeah. And it's almost like, for me, it was like a rest. Like I was like, oh, okay, this is like, and then, and then it gets like harder again, then it gets soft again, and it's like really, really interesting. So like, anyway, I guess like the question, do you feel like the pressures women deal with are like really, can be like really subtle and like even hard for them to fully articulate while they're going through it or, or whatever? I don't know. If that I'm makes so sense. happy. Yeah. I'm yeah. So happy you you connected those two because. That song, Unconform, is so much about feeling like, you, you know, if you do the right thing, you're going to be like, you know, a lemur or a lemming or something, or following the crowd, but then if you, you know, like there's this thing, because it's like you don't feel like you want to do that, right, but right, then right. we're all doing, like it's, and, and the pressure is, uh, is crazy, and, and um, you know, like, 
right? Like, I, I grew up, you know, in a household where cleanliness was very important, and I, oh, I just okay. had to do a lot of chores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that song really rings deep for me. Right, 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 right. Like, I, you know, I get really into my cleaning. Right. And, um, you know, I actually wrote that while cleaning the bathtub, and it was just like, how many times have I fucking cleaned the bathtub? Because it has to be clean. Yeah, and there's this yeah. thing, I think, about women and cleaning and housewives, and, right, and right. then, and, and, uh, in, you know, like, in high school, I was really into Betty Friedan, and, you know, she talks about the feminine mystique with, um, uh, you know, the, the housewives that are depressed in the 50s, and Valium, and, you know, they all take Valium to sort of quell their anxieties, so I just had this, always had this association with, with that, and then, and then I think that the, the truth is that there's so much power in, in domestic, and in, in women, you know, just, like, having, uh, talks over, you know, in a kitchen or something, you know, but, but I think in the end, like, you know, by tyrant, really, like, I just feel like we're all sort of imprisoned in, in, you know, with gender and culture and, and the, the expectations yes. yeah. that, that, that society just imposes on us every day, you know, like, I leave my house and because I'm female, I'll probably get sexualized on the street. That's a huge problem. It's, it's been, like, crazy, you know, there's been all these movements in New York, you know, street art and, and announcements and, and things like that, but still my friends, like, you know, get harassed every day, and, 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 and trans, trans women, trans men, you know, it, it got to the point where, like, last summer I got so sick of it, some guy ogled me on the street, and I was with a friend, and I got so mad, I just turned around and I started screaming at him, like, fuck you, because I just didn't want to take it. But, um, but yeah, I think that song is definitely about, um, you know, uh, no one will know is my favorite one. Yeah, actually. yeah, that it's just, <laughs> every day it, it just yeah. like um, actually, you know, like I can say it yeah. so many times of the day to myself, and and it's so true. Like I feel like that's actually one of the most more quotable lines that that's effective. But that makes me so happy that you you got something from. Yeah, that yeah, no, definitely. Actually, um, Connor Ogers' new album, uh, Ruminations, I really, I really liked it. He, he has a line, uh, "Scream, you can scream." No Period, um, and like it's just the way he says it. It's, it's amazing how isolated anyone can feel, and it's interesting. Like we're in New York City, you know, millions and millions of people here, but still, there's so much isolation. You know, um, it doesn't matter. Like anyone can feel like really, really isolated. Um, it's such a tricky thing. Totally. Yeah, you know, like to to try to avoid. I feel like. Um, yeah, I think it's crazy here because there's that balance of everyone's so busy, but then you know they're also not and so you know if you try to make plans then they change and yes. like every day is so different little and, things little things yeah yeah it's, yeah, it's yeah. Really crazy. plans you know plans, yeah quote, yeah unquote. no i yeah i'm i'm like too hard i'm ocd about <laughs> that yeah plans yeah. that's plans with mice and men <laughs> actually i was gonna mention um like it's so great i love what we're talking about like um Frank's, my favorite lyric, I think, is Frank Sinatra, uh, What is a Man? Um, it's like, what is a man? You know, but like, yeah, it's actually a really complicated question because it's like, a man could be anything. And that's what I feel like like David Bowie was all about. That's what I love David Bowie so much. You know what I mean? God. And like, there's such a hero. There's such an expectation. Yeah, there's expectations on everybody. 
It's crazy. Even, no matter what you do, too, you can go in a completely different direction, get involved with different people, and they'll have expectations. You know what I mean? So it's just, it's, it's so hard to, like, break free. And I guess, like, you're, like, when you get so guttural, like, uh, you know, like, I, I feel like it's personal. It's intimate in a, in a, in a, in a crazy way. Yeah. Like, you know, blah, like, what's more intimate than, like, your vomit? Like, belongs to you. <laughs> You know, you know, well, like, now it belongs to the internet. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's what I felt. You know, it's just yeah. Things things get so depersonalized. You know, no matter. It's true. Yeah. I also I. This isn't so much a question, but I love the. What is a sea man? Oh God, that one. <laughs> that was such a funny line. A crack crack me up. Yeah. Life is just like bizarre. You know, like I don't know, like. Sometimes I just catch myself like, yeah, it's just crazy. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a human. Like all these crazy things going on. Like anyway, uh, the vagina song. Yeah. Me, it struck me as like the poppiest song. Yeah, uh, on the album. Right. I loved it when you played it live. I love and the I really like the guitar solo in it. Like what I got out of it too is like I really like that it was like a pop arrange arrangement because I feel like it points out like this is the vagina song. And like this would never be a mainstream song, even though it's like super poppy. But like mis- misogynistic songs get played on the radio all the time. So it kinda like points out Right, like sexualizing women. Right, right. And that's like a very positive song. Like yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I say vagina about seventy times in that song and and I wanted it to to make it a happy feel good song. You know, after the Pussy Riot you know, situation and um you know, Madonna saying, you know, thank you to Pussy Riot. Now my, now my daughters are allowed to say pussy. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's such a word that like makes so many people uncomfortable, and I wanted to explore that. And, and then I also wanted to say, you know, sort of, I wanted it to be a happy, positive song. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, also something like, I mean, I, I felt so inspired to to talk about, you know, to write that song because of all of the attempts to defund. Planned Parenthood, especially in the 2015, that was just right and left. Um, so that really got to me while we were making this record and, and finishing the songs and writing them. I I was actually I was gonna save the Donald Trump thing. I was I was actually gonna be the next thing I asked. So I was just I just want was that Ode to Joy on the Vagina song? Yeah, like towards the end, there's like some kind of classical like thing going on. You mean like, where the anatomy lesson? I, I think. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. That is. I'm so happy you asked that. That's actually. Um, so that 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 melody. It's not. Okay. <laughs> I thought it might. Have, I don't know anything about classic music, so. Yeah, it's it's yeah. actually. This is amazing. Yeah. I'm so happy you associated that. That's the um, cool shit. I feel like you do in your. That's why. Like, yeah, I was wondering what your background was. It's it's actually. We, what we did it was very inspired by the shags. Yeah. Okay. And so, yeah. it, uh, you, do you know the shags? Not familiar. But I read an article where you were interviewed okay. about it. So, it was very interesting. Reminded yeah, me of you me. Have to hear them. You have I, to hear it reminded them. me of me when I first started playing guitar because I didn't know anything. Yeah. And I was like, I want to be Bob Dylan. Right. And like, I was writing these like insanely arrhythmic songs. Like it was like. Nice. I, like a stream of like yeah. stream of things and like C and I could like barely play. Perfect. And, and like and then it was like something else, G. Yeah. And, like that's like how I learned how to play.
LA. I like coming to my music teachers, like a fusion jazz guitar. So I'm like, yeah, here's my new song. Yeah. <laughs> he was so encouraging, too. I have an awesome guitar teacher. But yeah, yeah, that yeah. reminded me of me when I was and starting it's, out. It's so yeah, wild because yeah. I, I wanted, yeah. I, I like put that musical nod to the Shags because I wanted to introduce people who hadn't heard of the Shags to, yeah. to, to, you know, to, to go into that style. And the other part of it is that um, because me and Laura have played with Dot so much, as, as well as the whole band, uh, we we got used to playing the style of the Shags, which is this out of the box thing. You know, the whole story is that you know their father forced them to play music. Um, they took lessons, but they never sounded like anything on the grid. And that's why that record, Philosophy of the World, is is one of the. It became a cult classic record, and uh, I'm so passionate about it. And so it's this back to the theme about um, you know like trying to fit into a box, but right, but right, 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 right. It, it brings so much for me. Like the Shags are my heroes, my musical heroes, uh, in, in so many ways, and, and you know people. Uh, you know, who are fans just really have such a, you know, it's like a really insane, uh, valuable connection to that music. And um, it's it's wild if you think about the argument, you know, what is good music? Yes, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we're what taught to, like, play in time, right, play to right, metronome, right, and, right. you know, my entire life, like, having started lessons on piano when I was five, you know, and, and then becoming a professional musician in New York, you have that relationship to music that's like, you know, okay, you know, make sure this is perfect, make sure yeah, this is in time, do this right, blah, blah, blah. You just have that constantly going. And, um, you know, I just think it's great to appreciate something that's not on, you know, how about something that's not on there, right? Yeah, so, yeah. Obviously. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, that's like, you're, you're a punk band, but like, there's no reason why you can't do all this cool shit in that content. That's like the great thing about music, you know what I mean? Like, you can do whatever you want. Like, it's still, like, punk, but you're doing all this, like, really cool, like, stuff. Like, I really like that. So, yeah, like, fuck Donald Trump. Uh, yes, the most important track. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to use that as a jumping off point just for, like, your, your thoughts. And, like, I'm really... I can say, like, myself, like... The reactions I've gotten from like the women that I know, it's blown my mind because like it's like wow, like I just to listen don't, to that song, like just listen to like what people have been like saying about the situation, you know, like and, like uh, it's like yeah, like I it's a different world. You guys are living in like a different world. Uh, having different thoughts, you know, like, I would have, obviously, I'm, it, like, pisses me, but, but, like, it feels like, like, I think the difference is they can feel like an assault, really, like, in a way, you know what I mean, like, so, like, and that's, like, yeah, so, like, I, I don't know, just want your, like, perspective on, like, the state of, like, America, you know, and, like, yeah. everything. Um, I, I just feel like, yeah, that song needed to be written, we, we, we did it, let's say, I don't know, at this point, way, you know, way before the the campaign got, you know, I mean, it, it got crazy, um, uh, but, you know, it definitely, it was, that song needed to be written, and it, it you know, if I just think about Donald Trump as, you know, and, you know, like a person in the public for the last several decades, and how I always felt about him is just like, ugh, this misogynistic, gross billionaire that totally 
you know, has made living, ripping people off. Um, uh, is, you know, that, so that was my gut instinct with, you know, I think yeah, it's yeah. With, the, with the verses. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, I, it's, it's had an incredible reaction. Uh, I, I talked to my mom the other day. She uh, has made friends with some bartenders uh, at a, at a, a, a bar um, in Seattle who, you know, she was there on election night watching and she was consoling uh, some of the bartenders, you know, uh, crying and, and uh, after the election results and, uh, you know, then she came into the bar the next week and played my song for them and everyone was so much yeah, happier yeah. and, like, people needed it. And so I'm really excited because I'm going back to uh, Seattle next week and I'm, I'm going to go play uh, many shows there. I just feel like, it, you know, it needs to be... It, it makes people laugh <laughs> every time I've been playing it. It just... You want to feel yeah. some kind of opposing force. And that's, like, what made yeah. me feel... Because I was... It was one of the weird... I mean, that night, I knew, like, 9 o'clock. I got back from class and I, 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 was, I just had a feeling, you know what I mean? Yeah. I just had, like, a bad feeling. It was, like, a weird inverse of, like, for the previous election. Like, I just... The previous election, I, I, I was hanging out with, like, my friends from the neighborhood and they're getting, like, high and watching, like, Piranhas, Forrest uh, Whitaker movie, or <laughs> Ving Rhames movie with the Piranhas or whatever. And I wasn't worried about, you know, Obama losing. And it's just, like, it's crazy how much, like... Like your life changes and your person, but like, yeah, like some kind of like opposition thing going on that is like so you just don't want to feel like you're gonna like run over. Uh, the crazy, he's from Queens. Like, that's the craziest thing that like, I can't like stop thinking about. Like, it's like he's from Queens, and like, how did that happen? Like, how is he the way? But people see like Queens is the most diverse place uh, in, the, in the world, but not everyone likes that <laughs> in Queens. It's also it's, it, a lot of parts of Queens are really segregated, and I don't put that in like the brochure or anything, but yeah, it's definitely crazy. It's, it's wild. I, I was devastated. I, and yeah, I was yeah. in shock. Yeah. I think for several weeks. Yeah. And I, like, it, I still can't. You know, it's. I think like it's really hard for people to process. Yeah. And, you know. Even what's going on right now yeah. with the Russia situation and it, 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 what the hell is gonna happen? It, like, yeah. It the CIA like is like invested. Like, what is gonna like what oh is my, gonna happen? Like, oh my god, it's a roller coaster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every week is a roller coaster. Up the grabs. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you're right. Like, I think people need a force. Yeah. And and it's wild because I felt like this song needs to be in the world. I want to hear someone sing this song. Okay, I'm gonna do it. Yeah. And I guess chances are, if like I feel like a song needs to happen, then then I'm just paying attention to to what it's I need. Way. It's kind of yeah. And then you know, if if I need it, then you know, and if other people need it too, great. Um, you know, and, and it's wild because I noticed that uh, Fuck Donald Trump is like our number one streaming yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's like, and, well, it's, it's, and, it, and uh, people yeah. listen to it like 20 times more the, the day after the election. I think it's one of the more, most notable opposition songs like out right now. Like I, something that really like, hit home with me was even before he got elected when he was on Jimmy Fallon. 
and Jimmy Fallon was like petting his hair and shit. And this was after the, it might have been before the huh. random comments came out, but like it really affected. It was weird. It had like this huge effect on me because like I, I had this like dream of like one day being on like Saturday Night Live, and I just like NBC, and, and like you just like you're like, is everything like evil? Like is everything like a front for like some kind of like evil like thing? And it really like it all, like it was and, like you know, it, I guess it might be like hard to explain, but like you know like some things that just have an effect on you personally, the accumulation of like what you're seeing and maybe like what you were hoping, and it's like yeah like that had a cute and like when like you hear like a song like yours, it's like fuck that like normalization <laughs> of this fucking guy because this is fucking bullshit. You know what I mean? Like fuck like that's fucking weak. Like you know if you at least would have had him on and asked some hard questions, you know, to like fucking sit there and like act like oh he's like this goofy celebrity guest you have on. Like I could not fucking believe it. and I feel like it was like emblematic of like just this idea of like, you know, the people who aren't threatened, they're just like, well it's just like another president that I maybe don't agree with and whatever my life goes on, but it's not that. Like it's Dave, it's not fucking that like, at all. Like George Bush, like we have like a fucking war. So that was like a pretty big deal, and like this is like looking worse than that. So it's, it's it's not like this normalization thing. Like that's like my thing. And like it's just like yeah, like maybe like there's like a part of me that like can't deal with how shitty the world is sometimes. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. Like I guess like everyone probably feels like that sometimes. Yeah. Um, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm so in about it and uh, you know I, I mean the way I feel is like well you know let's let's do everything we can to not let this happen um, you know uh, and if it has to happen then Jesus we have to I think people gotta man, as artists like, get together, uh, people know? like so many yeah. people have been having you know just gatherings to yeah, yeah. talk about their feelings about this election because yeah. I think it really is a shock to to everyone um, you know I mean we're definitely divided as a country and a lot of people aren't in touch with so many uh, issues but uh, I think the campaign was horrendous the things he said the you know the validation of him and the things he said you know by getting elected um, is uh, you know it's it's too much you know and, yeah. and I think it's like better to turn the news off in some ways because you don't want to get Hell yeah. caught up in it so, um, but, so anyway. <laughs> yeah moving, moving on uh, psychological freak problems don't go away over time they just hide I, oh, I, yeah. love, <laughs> I fucking one. love that line <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Psychological freak problems don't go away over time. They just hide. Oh my god. I, yeah, that's true. And what I wanted to ask you about this song. Um, yes. Interesting song. Well, interesting why song. Didn't you come? Yeah, yeah. When you that said song. you were going to come. Why didn't but, you come? Oh my god, I just understood. Like, it's also about plans falling through, and it could be like, come, yes. come to the place. Yes. Right. Double, plans. double meaning. Yes. yes. Plans. 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 Yeah. 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 Really. But I wanted to ask. You do hate liars as much as this arrangement leads me oh to believe. God, no, because no, this song no. totally goes insane no. when the lie is discovered. The lie. So I was wondering if you hate, because I'm not going to lie to you then, if you hate liars that much. You know? No, actually, oh my 
god. It's so funny. This song was actually written about making plans and the frustrations between friends. You know, it was actually written from another voice. So oh, cool. It, yeah, actually, I love doing that. I love doing that. It's yeah, not my yeah. voice, but I yeah, become yeah. this character. Yeah, do no, it. it's awesome. Yeah. And, um, Folk music. Yeah. And, and so I think the thing that enabled me to, to embrace performing it was that it's like you know this isn't how I feel about yeah, yeah. liars or friends or you know like uh, you know anything else like cool you know? I'm glad you could get that out there so officially yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but that's that's where I started writing the song you know because yeah. I had like you know this, this like friend of a friend you know you've got like a you know, group of friends and he was very aggrieved you know you invited me to something, he got really mad because I slept through it. Oh, okay. And and so, you know, anyway, you know, yeah. and, and he, like, I called him to That can happen if you're a big sleeper. I'm a huge I'm sleeper. I'm a big sleeper. Yeah, yes. I'm a huge sleeper. <laughs> I then, stay up all night, but I sleep yeah. at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's, so that can wreak havoc. Yeah, and then the song evolved into, like, why didn't you come? And it became, you know, like an erect, like a orgasm double, yeah. double meaning. Yeah, yeah. That's... Awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. Um, so like the last like song like from the album I really want to like talk about like in depth or whatever is like my favorite song, the, the Crush song, Perfectionism is Suffering. I love that song so much. Um, I guess like I connected so much with it because I was like a kid in school. Yeah. Yes. We'd be like sitting there and like staging about the craziest shit. I mean, because I, I have anxiety. You know what I mean? It's like, what do you do with that when you're like 10 years old? You know? I'd be like thinking about like the wildest stuff, you know? Yeah. And like, I don't know if this was like your intention, like in the song, but like what I got out of it is like you have that story about like your your mother or this this, this mother yes. telling her daughter this like insane story and it's sticking in her head. Head. That's a true story. True story. And like, what I got out of it is like this kid's like sitting in school, and it's like all the environment of like school and everything that comes with that, like the industrial meatpacking aspect of like school and a lot of it. Not to put down school, but like and teachers and everything. But like, I know I had a lot of issues with like high school and everything and regular school before that. Yeah. So like, yeah, I like, and I, I just like connected with so much on this level. Like, I I, I saw this girl or this person or, or even like me like like kind of like just like in that like dead sedated state <laughs> in, in school like just like replaying this like story while school is going on yeah and like yeah and I just think it's you know and all the musical stuff it, it's such a very again it's like another one of your songs that like has such an interesting arrangement it's like four different songs in one yeah. but then at the end of the song right. when she looks at you it loops back to the beginning it's like life is like going on because this person's like what? so what, what, what do you how do you like feel oh about my god I'm like, like so yeah, yeah you like totally deep listen to that song yeah it's an awesome it's, song it's uh 
I think it's our longest song, and when we do it live, it can really roll on. Yeah. Um, but you know, it has the the verse. Yes. The, the, the you know the verse and the chorus, and then and then we go into this like experimental sort of yes. improv. And I what, what would you like call that style? Like uh, experimental improv. Yeah, yeah. experimental improv. Yeah. Free improv. It's like this like la- it's like reverberating, but it's like still musical, and it leaves like really big yeah. impression on you. You know. Yeah, and for like, me, it's so exciting to, to be up there with you know just guitar, bass, drums because yeah, you yeah. Know, as, as a pianist, I just can't sound that cool. Right. Like right. you know, I love metal. I love punk and hardcore but you know even if I get like cool synths and stuff like you know like I secretly want to rock out as a you know other yeah yeah so but but it's wild that that in that in that section I tell two stories right right the one about my mother having a dream that uh, this woman is murdered in in the Clark Fork River in Montana which is true story she told me while we were driving through Montana and um, it was so eerie that, you know, she just had this intuitive thing, and, and apparently um, she's had so many, um, uh, you know, very strong dreams, and I have very strong dreams, and so I just felt like, in, you know, I'm a big sleeper yeah. again, um, and I really like to finish my dream, whatever message it's trying to tell me, which is why I'm a big sleeper, but she... Um, you know, this actually happened, and uh, this this woman was murdered, and um, it's, you know, wild that she had this message telling her something that was uncanny, and, and they say that, uh, actually, I don't know if this is true, but perhaps homicidal detectives actually get tip-offs from people who right. have either psychics or dreams or something about what's going on, so I just thought it was such a strong thing, and... I also liked the idea of just talking about my mom's dreams. Yeah. Literally, her a dream she had. Yeah. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, and virtually yeah. <laughs> dreams. Um, and uh, the other story was, like, about my high school crush um, and the anxiety of getting an A, which is also yeah. Yeah. a true story. So. Yeah, yeah. So now everybody knows <laughs> about my nervous breakdowns in high school. But, yeah. you know, I was a straight-A student and, um, you know, valedictorian. And I think, you know, for the amount of stress that that put me under, it didn't serve me better in terms of mental health. Yeah. And I thought that that was important to tell there you go. <laughs> it's really hard to be a straight A student in high school because it's not specialized. You have to like do everything. And I was so bad at math, and I was just, I just gave up. Like you're in the, you're in the towel. My dad's a math teacher. Oh wow. Yeah, I'm terrible in that. So we used to have like huge fights about it. Like, so like, oh, that was that was my high school thing. Oh my god. Um, so yeah, just like to parents. Yeah, you know, you know how it be. Parents. Um, <laughs> So, like, I'm glad I could, like, work in something about my parents into this interview, too. I'm really glad I could break that out. So, just want to close by um, asking, you know, if you have, like, any other, like, projects you do, like, 
uh, if you perform like as yourself sometimes or you know yeah, lay, yeah. It, lay it on yeah all, all time um, yeah. let's see uh, right now yeah I'm doing sometimes I do by tyrant solo oh interesting um, yeah. I'm gonna do a by tyrant uh, show in Olympia Washington next week and then Seattle and um, and then uh, I also have a jazz trio it's called the Brittany Andrew Trio and we're gonna put out a record next year um, and that's it's purely instrumental jazz it's very inspired by Ahmad Jamal um, my, my love for his piano trio and all my favorite pianists Oscar Peterson uh, Bill Evans that's um, really my favorite music and um, and then I guess the next thing would be um, since we just talked about parents uh, is uh, there, <laughs> there's a Shag song called Who Are Parents um, and uh, there's such a connection with um, I think by Tyrant and the Shags because we came about together in the Dot Wigan bands. Um, so next month, actually, I'm going to be recording um, uh, with with uh, some of the Tyrants and Jesse Krakow um, the Swingin' Wiggins, which is going to be like an avant-free jazz record of Shag songs. Um, and we're kind of yeah. I'm, I think I'm going to play vibraphone and um, I've done that music on uh, vocals. As well, and stuff. So, so it should be, should get weird. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. There you go. Well, <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you so much. That's great. Thank you for deep listening to my, oh, yeah. my crazy record. I'm- I just I, I love uh, I love trying to get and sometimes I, I, I have to like tell myself too because sometimes I don't wanna like go off on this riff and like then not get like the artist like take on it. But I, I really like um, trying to figure out what someone's trying to do. Because sometimes that's more interesting than actually like looking at even like the result. Like what like what do you think like they're trying to get? And I like, learned a lot about that. Uh, like, when I got like way more into writing fiction. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, it can be therapy too. Therapy. Like yeah, like what well, and intention, you know, like um and therapy, yeah. But yeah, this was fun. Um, thank, thank you. you. Thank okay. you for having me. No problem.
Psychic Dream Network with a very important public service announcement. My mother had a dream on the road in Montana. A voice spoke to her loudly, telling her, Don't go to the crossroads, just Don't go to the Crack Fork River! She woke up at 5 a.m. She checked out of the hotel and saw the news in the lobby. A woman had gone missing and her boyfriend had committed suicide, shooting himself in his pickup truck with a shotgun. They found him dead in the truck with his dog barking in the passenger seat, parked at the crossroads truck stop. The police searched for the woman for months but could not find her. And a year later, we were driving along the Clark Fork River. I looked up the missing woman and found a fisherman and found her body floating in the Clark Fork River. We will now resume school anxiety land. I dropped my pencil. And I have a meltdown! I suck because I don't know if I can get the answers perfect! I want an A! I want an A! Give me an A! Give me an A! Give me an A! Give me an A! Teacher is a 